out with the one through three in this context here in chapter nine. In the first year of Darius, the uh, uh, lineage of, of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books, by the books, the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish seventy years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Okay. So this is the first year of Darius. This would be the first year of Persia. It's first year of Persia. See you guys. Um, and so we're in 539. And Daniel is seeing what? The number of years for the completion of the desolation of Jerusalem. Yeah, where did he find that information? In the books. In the books. Well, particularly Jeremiah. 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 Yeah. Now, you remember that in Jeremiah? Yeah. Nope. There's a couple of passages in Jeremiah where Jeremiah specifically said that Babylon would last for seventy years and that the captivity itself would be seventy years. For example. In Jeremiah 25:11, this whole land will be a desolation and a horror, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Then it will be when 70 years are completed, I will punish the king of Babylon, that nation, and so forth and so on. And then you also have, in Jeremiah 29:10, for thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. Well, Daniel is studying Jeremiah. That's a good thing, isn't it? You know, he himself, you know, pours over the scriptures and tries to understand what they mean and make application. He's read it's supposed to be 70 years. The 70 years are nearly up. He himself has been a captive for the bigger part of 70 years now. And so what does he decide to do? To pray. He is going to pray about this. Now, this is an excellent approach. When we pray, what should control what we choose to pray about? Absolutely. Now, I think we often approach prayer differently. I think we would often pray about the things we want. You know, we think, well, you know, I think this would be really good. I'll pray about it. Well, I'm not necessarily saying everything that would fit in that category is inappropriate, but I think this is much more the general procedure. You see in the Bible what God's will is, what God wants, what God thinks is best, and you pray according to what God has revealed about his purposes. After all, who knows better what we ought to want than the Lord? And if God has said this captivity will last for 70 years and the 70 years is about up, then you pray and you say, Lord, you know, fulfill your word. Now, that's not the only thing he's going to say in this prayer. He's got some other important things. But he's 
basing the prayer, he's choosing to pray based upon what he's studied in the scriptures and seen to be God's will. I think that's the key, and to some extent, in praying according to God's will. We pray the things we know that are God's will because he says they are. It's to some extent the key to praying in faith. Praying in faith, I don't really think, should be thought of mostly as, well, I just really believe he'll do it. You know, I've just really, I've just really conjured up a whole lot of expectation that that's what God's going to do. Because after all, is that what Bible faith means? You know, I just have managed to really think something's going to happen really strong. You know, I put my mind to it now. I really think this is going to happen. What's Bible faith based on? What God said. Exactly. Now, you know, I understand that you could have faith in a lot of stuff. But, but when we talk about faith in the Bible, we're not talking about faith in a lot of stuff. We're talking about faith in the Lord... And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We're not, our goal is not just to have faith. People today talk a lot about, well, they're a person of faith. Well, what does that mean? It doesn't necessarily mean they have any faith in God. They may be an atheist, but they're a person of faith. You know, which means they believe in something. You know, they think something. You know, they feel something. I don't know. It doesn't really mean anything anymore. But, but what it means in the Bible is, you trust God and what he says. So based upon what God says, we know what to pray for. We're praying the things that our faith, based upon the word of God, leads us to know God would want, and that's what we pray. After all, so much of what we want for ourselves ought to be what God says he wants for us. Does that make sense? To me, that's a fundamental point. That we don't think independently of God about what we think is best. Do you really know what's best on your own? No. Would you like for God to grant your requests even if they aren't His will? Have you ever felt that way, man... I sure hope this is your will, because I really want this. Please do it. What if you could say to God, and he'd do it, I want you to do this even if it's not your will. Would you ever pray that? Not if she really understood what you're saying. You wouldn't? That'd be, that'd be terrifying. You know, if God says said that any prayers from 7 to 8 o'clock in the morning, he was going to grant whether it was his will or not, I wouldn't pray a word from 7 to 8 o'clock in the morning. Because I would never want him to do something that, that I wanted that he didn't want. If he doesn't want it, I sure don't want it, even though I might have thought I wanted it. So we really want his will to be done. That's our goal, and that's really how we govern our praying. So I really like this idea that Bible study and prayer go together. The, the Bible study leads to the prayer. Or that the prayer is based upon the promises God's made in, in his word. And this is just a classic illustration of that. He studies, he sees what Jeremiah said, and that sets him to praying that God would fulfill what he told Jeremiah. Oh, er. I'm confused. Okay, so you were saying, like, praying and faith, like, that's not just really expecting it's going to happen. But what did you say? 
as opposed to that? It is praying based upon what God reveals in his word. Having, our faith is faith that comes from hearing the word of God. So our faith is trusting God and what God says. So trusting what God says, we pray the things that God says he wants. I mean, but you still expect them to happen. You do expect them to happen. Uh, but you expect it to happen because you trust that God's will will be done, not because you've just really decided, well, I'm just really going to believe that, that this will happen. You know, big people will do that a lot. Well, if you just really, really think that it's going to happen, if you, it's almost like this fairy tale stuff. If you, if you wish it and you really, really believe it, then it'll come true. Well, that's a fairy tale. That, that has nothing to do with the Bible. It's not with God's faith. That's the way a lot of the people in the world think. Like if you talk to a lot of the schoolmates or people you work with, that's that's how they think. You know, not people who really study the Bible. Exactly. So that's where it's kind of a, almost a pagan notion, it seems to me. Yeah. It's not that we should doubt that God will do what He says, but the key in this is not, oh, just really, really believe now. Just really think it'll happen. That's not really the point. The point is trust in the Lord. Base what you're asking on His Word with confidence that he'll do what he says. Well, you, you know, even when we were praying and the Lord answers our prayer, usually it's not the, what we've been thinking about at all. I mean, he, his answer most of the time is a better answer, but it's not what we were thinking at all. And so, what if Jesus had prayed in the garden with this idea, okay, I'm really going to believe it. I'm really going to think it's going to happen. Father, let this cup pass from me. And now I'm just, I've just worked myself up into, I'm just sure he'll do it. Well, that'd been a real disappointment, wouldn't it? One way or the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's not what he did. Well, what if Paul had done that when he prayed for the thorn in the flesh to be removed? He prayed it three times. Did he believe, was he just totally convinced that God was going to remove that thorn in the flesh? Well, if he was, he got a real disappointment because God said no. I don't think that's the... I think he prayed for the Lord's will to be done in that, ultimately. All of our prayers are for that. Mm -hmm. So what he prayed was answered, but not his wish answered. James tells us to pray for wisdom, and he says to ask in faith. Yes. Exactly. The same, the same principles would apply there. To that, that that is that it really is a good point, and it's really an important point. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was first converted. I mean, I was always praying for things like I didn't really understand. I was just praying for whatever I thought was best. You know, I didn't fully understand the idea that God knows what's best for me and that God's in control. And I just, oh, I have God now, and you know, because I really believed in Him, and I, I really just thought that whatever I prayed for was going to happen. You know, I mean, until I came to a better understanding because I through studying, you know, things. Well, so fine. now that I've come in from the world and I see how the world looks at things, I, I knew and know so many people that would, like, never talk to God until, you know, of course they need something. And then, you know, they want something to happen in their life a certain way. Um, and, I mean, that's that's just, that's kind of how I was, though, when I first became a Christian, too. And I, and I, and I, I don't know, so I just learned through studying, through the time, like you said, studying and prayer go together, and you learn more. And, I, um, and that brings me to... Uh, I like the verse in uh, Matthew 6, 8, where 
Jesus says, uh, your father knows the things you have need of be, uh, before you ask him. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he already knows. Like, well, I mean, he still wants us. He still wants to hear us talk to him. He wants. To, he wants us to. And that's that's something that I don't understand because I've sinned against him and I'm so unworthy of him. Yet he wants to hear me come down. You know, what I mean, that's that's. I don't deserve that at all. I never will. But I I appreciate that about God. So. Sure. Chris, you started the mic. Yes, Paul prayed in faith. Yeah. But he did not know the answer. So it's not like you have to read and say, okay, here's the answer, now I'm going to pray for this. He prayed for something that he did not know the answer, but he prayed in faith that God would do his will in that yes. and what was best for him. Yes. So I don't see it wrong to ask for something right. that we think that we're seeing in his will. Yes. We pray that our neighbor will be converted. That is asking in faith that His will will be done, and it will, and whatever He decides in that, will be the answer to that. Absolutely, His, his will will be done. Part I didn't understand. But even in that, yeah, yeah. you're not praying that your neighbor will be converted to Islam. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that wouldn't be an appropriate prayer. Now, granted, I mean Paul really had, you know, he thought that removing the thorn in the flesh would facilitate his work in the Lord. He was mistaken about that, but he was in line with the overall purposes of God. You know, he wasn't doing this in some sort of a, a non-faith perspective. Mm -hmm. But clearly, you know, sometimes we ask and we didn't see exactly what God's will was in that. Well, Paul, when the Lord answered Paul, uh, he accepted what he said. Yeah, exactly. What, what uh, Ryan was saying here, th this is the reason that people give up on God. Yes. They're, yeah. I mean, they're asking for something. They decide, well, God's not answering any of my prayer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I never, they're I really not praying in faith. Yeah. Yes. Not praying for God's will to be done. I just think that because they're praying something, when God's going to do it. And I'm so thankful that he said no to some of my prayers. <laughs> now that I've looked back, I I'm know. Like, I thank you. I felt the same way. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good comments. Other thoughts? Yes. I mean, when we think about it, every single one of our prayers are answered. But sometimes not the way we think. Amen. Yes. Exactly. We need to be careful what we ask God for because He just might answer it. <laughs> well, yeah. And we need to be prepared for that. Uh, you know? That's be a good thing if he does, but uh, we need to be ready for that. <coughs> like praying for patience. I'll pray for patience. He'll set me up in a way, and I'm like, oh, I didn't mean like this, God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, in a way that's easy for me, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that happens too. I want too, patience, so. and I want it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I prayed for patience, and he brought me mats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've never prayed for that. Yeah. <laughs> he was smart. All right. Well, I think uh, we have to stop early tonight. So why don't we uh, stop there and we'll pick up in verse 4. And I will not be here.